We are the end of a millennium. We are a decade of decadence. We are the 90s. Welcome back to We The 90s, the report-style 90s theme podcast that takes us back to all the great things that made the 90s our favorite decade. I'm Thomas, and with me are your two hosts. Hello. No, no, no. Say your name. I don't have a name. Okay. Oh, wow. Jolene. <laughs> That's why I yell out my own name during sex. I'm David. Today on the show, we don't have many questions prepared. So uh, I'm encouraging my fellow hosts to ask as many questions and share as many thoughts as they have throughout the entire episode. Is there a God? Okay. <laughs> I am also going to try and make this as colorful a podcast as possible. So I'd like to start this episode by telling you a story. A story of a father. Let me paint you this picture. It's 1985 and you're sitting down as class is about to begin for your meat science course at Texas Technical University. Another student walks by you and asks if the seat next to you is taken. You kindly smile and say, no, no, it's all yours. You chat it up a bit, and he tells you about his study emphasis on muscle physiology and meat biochemistry. You tell him about the rager you went to last night. Little did you know, you were speaking to the future Dr. Richards Rody Hawkins, a.k.a. the father of Lunchables. Today's topic is about Lunchables. Don't touch those Lunchables. <laughs> he just literally said, don't touch those Lunchables. It's un-American to listen to rules. Oh my God. Uh, Dr. Hawkins would eventually graduate from Texas Tech and secure a six-month position with Oscar Mayer, which had realized that a catchy song couldn't solve everything and were aggressively thinking through new ways to sell more of its famed Bologna. It's the wiener car. It's the wiener car. Oh, yeah. Should we have talked about that? No. Uh, yeah, my clues were the tire in the door to the wiener car. Yes. Texas I did Tech. did say it was a weird car. It was a weird car. Texas Fuck. Tech is where Rody went to. Sure. Uh, and what was the last one? The weird white picture. Oh, yeah. It's a very zoomed in picture of... A lunchable. <laughs> basically, almost. Uh, a cracker, um, bologna, and cheese. It also, in the few articles and stuff that I read, there's debate about who the founder of Lunchables was because this person just worked for them. Uh, I'll tell you the story, but uh, there was, yeah, there was a debate about that. Uh, While attending a food technologists convention, which is a real thing (laughs) in Dallas, he met a handsome bastard by the name of Bud Gandy, who was the vice president of industrial sales at Kraft. Bud told them about a little product they were pushing out where you had four crackers, some cheese spread and a little red spoon. He explained that although they weren't the first to sell cheese and crackers together, people were paying two to three times more money in order to have a product where they can spread the cheese themselves. Is that is that reasonable? Yeah. I give you one thing for a dollar, but I've I've already placed the cheese on the cracker for you. But you want to place that cheese on the cracker yourself. Yeah. You'll pay two dollars. Yeah. So it's American to. Uh, overpay and then do the work yourself. Oh, so that makes sense. Joe, do you eat cheese? Not that kind of cheese. Cra- you don't eat craft cheese. No, that's, right, that's good fucking cheese. ridiculous. Yeah, is uh, this the same concept of when they instead of the cracker was like the little sticks and then you could just dip it? It sounds like it because they said spread, like spread the cheese on the. Yeah, cracker. remember that? Like it had the yeah. little red plastic thing that you would. Spread yeah, what are those on? called? Those also had a name. Sure. I don't know. I keep I thinking know. Dunkaroos. We should do an episode on Dunkaroos. That sounds good. In the return of Dunkaroos. Right there in Dallas, in that food technologist convention in 1986, sperm met egg and the idea of Lunchables was born. After a couple of weeks of prototyping a tray, Dr. Hawkins placed a few crackers, slices of ham, and turkey, some slices of cheese, which would eventually be Kraft cheese after Kraft and Oscar Mayer merged in 1988, and the Oscar Mayer logoed mint into the tray and pitched it to the company saying, this is what we should be selling. All right, so guy just out of wherever the fuck he was. I mean, this is, uh, he got his PhD in meat science. <laughs> so I'm guessing he's like mid-20s, mid to late 20s, and six-month job, does this, 
pitches it to the people over at Oscar Mayer. And uh, I think they loved it. And that's why it sits in front of us. I was going to say Ritz made those other ones. Or Rich, Ritz was one of the biggest companies that made those cheese spread ones. Was it Ritz? That's one of them, yeah. And I'm it was it, it was like a little red thing, right? Mm-hmm. It was like a little red mm-hmm. stick. It wasn't a spoon. Mm-hmm. No, it was no, like, it was a, like stick. a little red plastic Plastic. stick. Right. Three to four more weeks later, with the help of another Texas Tech Institute alum, a suave gentleman by the name of Terry Rowland, the team would develop Lunchables, which at the current time before launch was labeled Snack Pack. Nice. (laughs) Yell it. Snack Pack! Snack Pack. Remember Snack Pack from Billy Madison? Yes. Yeah? Joe? Billy Madison? I mean, I know the movie. I don't really remember that part. So they had the name Snack Pack, which I'm guessing, is that one of their products? I don't know if that's one of their products, and it's an Oscar Mayer thing. Other rejected names included, you ready for this? Entrees, O-N-T-R-A-Y-S, Entrees, pretty good. Uh, snackables, yeah. Fun Meals, No. how about this one, right? The gold one right here. Cracker Witches. <laughs> you down for some Cracker Witches? I like that name. Johnny, don't forget your Cracker Witches. <laughs> Did you eat all your Cracker Witches today? Ay, ay, ay. I'm down. <laughs> I, no, I would not. What, what racist, sexist oh, yeah. thing are you trying to joke or are you trying to create in your head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, too many. Too many to mention here. <laughs> all right. Well, they didn't go with any of those fucking Did names. Did you say racist and sexist? Yeah, together. Yeah, he knows me so well. Yeah. You can't just put one yeah. with the other. When you have an opportunity to like Cracker Witches. <laughs> <laughs> Testing the product to a small market in Denver, Colorado, Lunchables received the best new product results of any Oscar Mayer product ever. Its simple consuming method that many parents were longing for, combined with its almost ritualistic tradition and joy that comes with stacking and building your own meal, made it a hit on all levels. Although parents rejoiced at this as a meal option for kids, Greg Guidotti. What did I say yesterday? Guidotti. Guidotti. Yeah, Guido, Guido, right. Guido sounds a little bit too rough. So this guy's name is Greg Guidotti, the current head of marketing for Lunchables, who wasn't with the company at the time, has said that Lunchables was originally developed with adult eaters in mind, not kids. It was seen as a convenient solution to lunch for working mothers, working dads, and the like. But the creators of Lunchables aimed younger when they discovered in market research how much fun kids had assembling their own meals. Oscar Mayer shifted its marking accordingly, noticing that many focus groups reported that time-starved working moms might feel guilty about not doing enough for their kids. This was the impetus for the lively yellow box that Lunchables comes in. Originally conceived as a sort of wrapping paper, it was designed to feel like a gift to give to children as they went off to school. Did you guys eat Lunchables as kids? Facts. Yeah. You did? Factual. Every day. Every day? Every damn day? Oh not man! Every damn not day, every but... damn day, but uh... I've got I've got a, a part in here just for you then. Really? <laughs> yep. Oh fuck me! Did you factually? You're what? gonna say my mom didn't love me? Oh no! <laughs> well, she felt bad. She was. I knew that. She wasn't doing enough for you. What'd you say, Jen? I hadn't even looked at the other two, and I was like, "Oh damn! Are you gonna pull out like every kind of lunchable ever created?" What the? No, fuck? there was Jesus. only a certain amount, but there there technically are a lot of lunchables out there. I don't know how places decide. But we'll get to how many okay. Lunchables there are out in the world. Um, the product... Or the pro- Product? Yep. You said it right. The product launched regionally in 1988 and would start being distributed nationwide in 1989, just in time for the 90s kids to start devouring them. Oh. Yeah. All right. So, this is my only question for the day, basically. What was your favorite Lunchable slash Lunchable combination slash Lunchable story that you can remember from childhood? Uh, the one that I currently have in my possession right now, which would be bologna and cheese. And, and cheese. if you, if you were fortunate to get the, the bigger box, uh, it came with a Capri Sun and M&M's mm-hmm. was the dessert. True. So. M&M's for dessert? Yeah. That's amazing. Give you a pack of M&M's for dessert. And, uh, a lot of times I, I was weird. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it traditionally. I would eat the bologna and cheese together separately, not with the cracker. And then just eat the crackers. You would just eat the crackers by itself? Of all the combinations that you can just eat one by itself. <laughs> I would literally just eat the bologna and cheese together by itself. That's weird. Yeah. David is a pretty weird person. Trust me. Lizzie agrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, your Lunchable story? 
Damn, I really don't remember. I'm also not a cold meat person. <laughs> so I, mean, I ate the... <laughs> well done. <laughs> Anyways, I'm pretty sure my favorite was the the little corn crackers that were like, not tacos, but came with the salsa. You know what I'm talking about? The little... Nachos. The nachos. Yeah. yeah the fuck nachos. yeah. The we nacho thought about one. getting those. Yeah. Those would probably be my favorite because I've always, like I said, had a thing with sandwich meat. I don't really like sandwich meat. But I do like the bigger packs. That's a good point because I forgot about those that came with the Capri Sun and the yeah. s- the other thing. And I don't, I didn't like M and M's. What was in there? I don't know if it was a Twix or something. There was something that I always well, used to get. Each pack had a different one. Yeah, I know. And I'm trying to remember which, which one came with the nachos. From a business standpoint, like I know we're probably gonna get more into this later, but like genius to partner up with Capri Sun <laughs> and all these like Mars, you know, yeah. like M and M's, whatever. Uh, I don't know what other chocolate candy they do but like yeah fuck yeah i don't really have a lunchable story i know i ate a lot of lunchables uh i'm going to forego any fake story that i can make up right Mm -hmm. here for an opportunity to either tell lizzie's story or have lizzie come over here and tell the story herself okay do you remember thomas eating lunchables in elementary no but close that would be cool And then you got married. Yes, we got married. No, I'm saying eating Lunchables even after you got married. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We've now ate Lunchables before and after. All right. Fifth grade is when uh, my wife and I started... Can you call it dating? No. Um, We're boyfriend, quote unquote, boyfriend and girlfriend (laughs) uh, for the first time of a few. Uh, Well, actually, it's not true. Of two. Um, And Lizzie was telling me as I was uh, practice reading this story to her yesterday... That she remembers scarfing down her Lunchables as quickly as she can because she didn't want me to see her eating. So she would get to the cafeteria quick (laughs) and then she'd pop open the Lunchables. I don't know how she would stack them. I I visualize it as one full stack. (laughs) So cracker cheese, bologna. Cracker cookie, cheese bologna. Cracker cheese bologna. uh, And then all the other stuff. And then she would just scarf that thing down and um, pretend like she's a a little dainty girl that never eats when I come around. The struggle, the fifth grade girl struggle. My God. Yeah, I like that story though. It really? was it, it warmed my You've heart. Come a long way where we've seen you eat. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that too. Actually, <laughs> viciously. Viciously. Like, <laughs> is aggressive in her eating now. <laughs> we just had breakfast and we she didn't give a shit. Breakfast. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> what did now you, she's gonna stop eating. In what, front was, of what was your keyword? <laughs> Vicious. Vicious. Aggressive, Joe. What do you got? Violent? No. Passionate. Passionate. That oh, sounds fun. One. I like that. I eat passionately. <laughs> how would you how would you describe it, Lizzie? It's because you savor every bite. I'm meticulous. Uh, that's meticulous. Meticulous. Okay. She says meticulous. Uh yeah, so that's her that's her story. Have you tried all of them? I have not. I think I think I was the only one I've ever sorry, the only two I've ever tried um is the one you have in front of you, the bologna. Like they're Did you just say very the traditional. Only two you've yeah, ever I tried? think because you've I'm, only had two Lunchables. Lizzie, every He's time we ask uh, where are we going for lunch, what do I say? Wawa. Wawa. I stick to one thing and one thing only until it. He's really lame. Doesn't work He's anymore. Really, really lame. Yeah, super lame. I'm well. See, I'm the same way. However, I've tried them. Like I've tried the pizza ones and the nachos. I've tried every single one, but mm. then it got to a point where for us it was. We would like stop by Publix on the way to school almost every day because my mom would get something for breakfast and then it was go pick out your lunch. So you're looking at the Lunchables and it's like, tried it, tried it, tried it, tried it, tried it. Okay, I'll just stick to what Mm. I know and I like, which was the bologna ones. I married the girl I met in fifth grade. So (laughs) once you know, you know, that's that's how I do it. That's fantastic. (laughs) Bologna and cheese (laughs) and Lizzie. (laughs) Bologna and cheese and Lizzie. (laughs) Once you know, you know. I don't want to know what kind of weird shit goes on in that house either. <laughs> I love you like my Lunchables. <laughs> That's deep. That's true love. I think Drake put that in a rap once. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I, I put a pause here so we can take a break for some Lunchabling. Oh. Um, do you have it in you to to try some Lunchables? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, it's fucking Lunchables. All right. How do we want to do this? Um, well, I'm eating this one. You're so. not just eating by yourself. The whole point is it comes with two or three so you can fucking share them. <laughs> so uh, here's what we're going to do. What? Joe is going to open up the Ew. Lunchables Brunchables uh, so pack. Cool. David's going to open up light bologna and American cheese. 
Lizzie's going to open up. Pizza. The pizza. That's your favorite? Really? I didn't like the pizza one. And I'm going to open up ham and cheddar. All right. And then we're going to try these, sort of, and we're going to come back and we're going to chat about them. So, sit tight. We're back. We have tried our four Lunchables, uh, so we're taking thoughts and opinions. Callers, who's on line one? Bleep. I have a lady from uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm going to patch her in now. Okay, patch her in. Go ahead. Go ahead, lady. <laughs> not happening. That's not how they say nope, not happening in Wisconsin. Nope, not happening. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's how they that's say it either, not That's how Fargo. Oh, that's Fargo. That's um, North Dakota. Yeah. That's new to hooping. No. Um, how about just our opinions? <laughs> we have no real college. Oh, okay. So I opened one of the new Lunchables that they did not have in the 90s, um, but they're called Brunchables. Dope. Which I thought sounded great. Not so much. Wasn't that? No. The bread was weird. It comes with a... Hang on, I'm trying to find it. I don't know what it is. It's a weird bread. It doesn't really say. Not so good. And then it comes with bacon, and I don't like bacon much... Anyways, and the idea of cold bacon that's been sitting in plastic and getting covered in BPAs or something. Yeah, not so much. BPA is better known and as? And then... Bippos. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, she doesn't like when I yell that in the store. I don't. What, BPAs? No. No, Bippos. I, I yell like, don't get the Bippos! Like in Publix, <laughs> and she just looks back at me, because obviously there's like five other people looking now, and she has that face right there. Yeah. Um... It, did come with a blueberry muffin, which I was very excited about, but my muffin only had one blueberry. <laughs> so then I was sad again. So taken out of context. I don't know. Muffin only had one blueberry. The way she yeah. said it. I mean, that's. Can I get that sound recorded? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Um. So not so much on mine, but then I did try the one that David opened and Thomas opened, and those were a little better. The the original recipe yeah. is uh, is tried and true. It's, listen, at the end of the day, it's fucking meat, cheese, and crackers. You can't fuck that up. That's been around forever. Whoa. This is Kraft cheese, Whoa. Oscar Mayer meat, so, and cracker. Exactly. <laughs> um, I really don't see how... The, good call on them for calling an audible and changing it up for kids, because adults, no. Because <laughs> we're in that range now. I'm not sure about you guys. I do this all the time, and I tell her. I'll get to work, and I'll be so busy that... I'll look up and, oh, shit, it's 3.30 and I haven't stopped and eaten anything right. all day. A Lunchable isn't going to do anything for me. I'm not going to sit there and eat a Lunchable. I think a lot of people take lunch breaks at work to, like, get away from work, not because they need to eat. So, I don't know. Um, but kids, on the other hand, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, a Lunchable, that that box was 3 $4.00. Uh yeah, how much no, the one, like two... the one with the drink. And oh stuff, okay, yeah, these were one. these were like two forty nine or something. Yeah, so, so let's say yeah, anywhere from three to four dollars, yeah. and you go in, and in the morning is there's your lunch for the yeah. day. Have whole thing. Mm -hmm. I think they were just also going with the whole like like movement of keeping it uh to the food groups because like the food pyramid. I mean, it was always a thing, but it was more of a thing in the nineties, and then there was recently another big push for the food pyramid a few years ago. But that's what it is. You get a little bit of dairy. You get yeah. your protein. You get a little bit of sugar with your snack. Um, you get whatever is in crackers, flour, wheat, Grain. grains. Grain. That's what it is. <laughs> no and vegetables. Yeah. So though. like, so, but no, it, it's part of that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, we're gonna revisit that. <laughs> that's the, probably the only thing missing. Because if you got a juice, you kind of had fruit juice kind of not really but it, it had an idea 100 towards... juice says it on the on the on the pouch 100 juice i don't think capri sun <laughs> yeah it's, it's 100 juice Can't lie. 100 fruit juice <laughs> <laughs> oh boy anyways uh, <laughs> yeah maybe that's where they got you this, well it is 100 juice this hamburger is 100 meat yeah <laughs> yes but is it real not cow meat right <laughs> but... it's meat um <laughs> 
tell us again? Nope. I'm done talking now. <laughs> it came with a Capri Sun. David Stern. Capri Sun's really good. David oh already God. talked. Lizzie, give me a thumbs up or thumbs down if the pizza held up to what you thought it would. Give me a thumbs up or thumbs down if the original style held up. Okay, here we go. Census. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe we should have said she put thumbs down yeah, for the pizza and thumbs up for the original. So the, the OG traditional holds true. So I think they made like the bologna, the ham, the turkey for sure. And then mm-hmm. I, I remember the pizza one wasn't like original. They came out with that later. Um, I think the nachos were another one that like came out later. So they obviously started like getting bigger, right? You're doing the report. You should have David, this information. Great segue. <laughs> great segue into chapter three, Lunchable Combinations Throughout the Years. <laughs> Boom. This is where things get exciting. Lunchables was immediately a success. It would go on to sell $200 million in its first 12 months, $200 million, that is, in its first 12 months. The brand's standing in this new convenient field was cemented by the introduction in the mid-90s of its pizzas. Now, very similar to you, David, the company admits that this initially grossed out mothers in focus groups since they're typically eaten cold with unmelted cheese, but their children were delighted by the prospect of building their own lunch, whether it be hot or cold. So you're, you're on the right track as an adult, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, in, in this one sense. You hear yes. that, Joe? In no. everything you hear that, no. Joe? Just maybe. Wait, I don't even know what you said. I, was I deserve a new pair of sneakers for that. <gasps> they're, no. they're already on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon truck dropped them off 30 minutes ago. Uh, unfortunately, as we grew up, we may have distanced ourselves from Lunchables. So let's take a little bit of time to talk about the combinations uh, that they either have now or have had in the past. So they phased in and out of certain things, um, like hot dogs. They yeah. initially phased into hot dogs, then out. It but when Lizzie awful. and I went to Publix, oh, they had hot dogs again. Really? Yeah. That's so gross. Uh, they definitely phased out of hamburgers. There was no hamburger found. Uh, they even forayed into the breakfast food side of the market. They eventually reintroduced the idea, uh, what Joe tried, what is called brunchables, a mixed assortment of bacon, breakfast sausage, and ham along with cheese, and mini flatbreads plus a little blueberry muffin <laughs> in the dessert tray. I guess if you can call it a blueberry muffin. No. Uh, in the past, they've also wandered into modern areas, launching some organic options. Nice. This stems from a long lineage of criticisms about its health measures. In 1994, a pediatrician even went as far as to call Lunchables a nutritional disaster. Lizzie was appalled by this. Of course. You all seem to be on the same page. Wait, no, organic? I can imagine no. a nutritional like, yeah, disaster. Is, there is I think nothing about this that's probably fucking healthy for you, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah, so it, it all depends with nutrition, I guess, right? Because uh, in another article I read, it was saying that Currently, as people start to become vegan, vegetarian, do all these different things where make the, world the concern, make the world better, which is uh, where there's a the concern of not getting enough protein. Lunchables like strongly marketed on their packaging, like mm-hmm. this allows kids to reach the, the, the proper protein, number yeah. of protein or the proper amount of protein mm-hmm. for what they should eat in a day. Mm-hmm. And like that, put them right back on sort of the health mm-hmm. market. As as much as they could be, but yeah, That's again, a very it's process way of swaying a problem. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because of this label as a nutritional disaster, the company has tried healthier food projects in the past, substituting yogurt for the candy dessert option in the mid two thousands, and in two thousand eleven, they even tried putting fruit in the packages. To many little kids rejoice around the world, both of these variations would soon be discontinued. Now, Joe sits here uh, with all of David's comments and with the thought that. They discontinued healthy food options. Uh, So she's probably boiling over with a little bit of anger due to her natural hippie biology. One might think that this would actually be a good product that is popular today. However, according to our good friend, Greg Guido, Guido, Guidotti, According to our friend Greg Guidotti Bobadi, Lunchables continues to penetrate households with its original boxes obtaining more sugars and fats. Robert Moscow, an indubitably renowned senior equity analyst, reported that in 2017, the company sold $1.36 billion, up 19% over a three-year period. Moscow claims, I think lately, it has gone back to its indulgent positioning, which, for better or for worse, is what the customer wants. So I was going to get into that. I think they're, that's smart. They're, you know, yeah, healthier options. But at the end of the day, what sells? What sells? Sex, baby. 
Everything in life is sex. I know where you're going with this. Uh, and that's why the Lunchables cheerleaders were introduced yeah. <laughs> in 1999. Just kidding, Joe. I think today um, the original would probably be better just in general anyways because there's so many other brands now that do the same thing. So if you wanted something healthier, you could go to a different brand in reality because you were going to say like as adults, you steer away from Lunchables. I steer away from Lunchables brand, but I've never steered away from the idea of having nice little portions of things in a box because I still buy, uh, what's the other one called that's you in the do fridge? You do that snack shit. I have the, the nuts and cheese and fruit ones. Mm-hmm. I yep. have those all the time. I buy those like every time I go to the grocery store. So yeah. And I tried all the other ones too, like the P3s and the- all Right. What was the other one that we saw in there? Um, do you remember the name of that? It was like right above Lunchables. I think it was like- it sort of marketed itself as like for athletes and stuff. That might be so the P like three. That's P three. I thought yeah. it had a bigger yeah. name. Is it like yeah? Black it has and blue? nuts and cheese. No. And, no. Yeah. Well, I think it was the P threes. I only tried those for the commercials because, like I said, I like the other ones um, better. But the P three, I'm pretty sure it's P three. Were the commercials where there would be two girls, two moms, like sitting at a sports field in their little chairs and one would be eating out of the thing with p3s and the other mom would ask her like oh what's that and she's like oh it's just my p3 with nuts and because it's the three proteins it's nuts meat and cheese i think yeah and she's the other mom would be like oh well i'm just eating this grass and she'd literally scoop a handful of grass off the floor and start chewing on grass and i thought it was the funniest thing so i'm like i have to try this that's great (laughs) fucking stupid it was so dumb it was so dumb but i tried it so Worked. For the commercial. That's yeah, marketing. For the commercial. So That's I think selling. Lunchables definitely started a good trend. Everyone else is now jumping on it, but Lunchables, man. Lunchables paved the way. More recently, another Lunchables variation is called the Around the World line. Oh, so you might that be interested in this. Cool. That includes an Asian style barbecue chicken box nice. and a Mexican style chicken tacos. <laughs> they tried tacos for a while, way back. No, no, and tacos. And they were awfuls. <laughs> Tacos? I'm just not going to talk to you No, right it's now. tacos. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> so I hope they're better than the original taco one that they tried because those were bad. Yeah, they, they mentioned something about that. Getting rid of tacos. Yeah, they're gross. And then bringing them back. Okay. Around the world. That's cool. Yes, Joe, that is cool. Okay. As any self-respecting member of society knows, Lunchables also carries an assortment of drinks and desserts. In certain meal combinations, they contain Capri Sun juice drinks, either in a traditional flavor or of the Roaring Waters flavor. Oh. Do you remember that? Roaring yes, Waters? I do. Very sexy. Uh, other drinks include bottled water with tropical punch flavored Kool Aid mix and a generic unlabeled small can of cola. However, the soda option was later replaced with Capri Sun drinks due to health concerns. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, you and your anti capitalism mob of do gooders can celebrate a very small win. That's why I said, like, the, I remember the whole thing with the juice and them. Whatever, even though I don't think they have real juice. But the Capri Suns were the Capri better option. Capri Sun is 100% Respect juice. the pouch. pouch. <laughs> anyway, that's like I remember that. They're like, that was their fruit in instead of having sodas and bad shit. Capri Sun, it was funny because you, you have this very simple meal that you put together, right? You just stack things on top. You open up the tray very the easily. Then you have the fucking Capri Sun pouch. You had to stab it in the perfectly right spot. You had to be like a, a serial killer in order to effectively drink this Capri Sun. You had a difficult time drinking out of your Capri Suns when you were a kid? I did. My God. <laughs> so much so. You remember like the kids who showed you how to stick the yeah. the straw through the bottom of it? Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, you can I was stick like, it through the, and it's easier to do it, it that way. It is easier to do it that you're way. You're kind of dumb. I was one of those <laughs> so you people were one of those kids that. that just did not appreciate when the schools, instead of like the cars, they would give you a little pouch of juice and you'd have to stick the straw through that. No, you just bite off the corner of those. Of the yeah, okay. Jesus Christ. No, of the, of the pouches. The little you remember juice the pouch? Juice? Like, oh, I never like got those. Those were gross. No, those were great. I never got those. God, it was always milk, such a milk all day. I got both. What the fuck, David? Can you st- can can one episode go by where you're not stealing something? Well, yes. Nope. Did you nope. steal it from that kid that you kicked in the back and broke his Dre and Chris, Pogs? Chris Ramos. Chris Ramos. No. no Welcome back, not. Chris Ramos. <laughs> Chris Ramos Plug is our in. most common guest on this show. I, I have never spoken to him since then, so it's like I kind of want to write him now. I'm like, hey, I talk about you a lot. <laughs> Should listen to the podcast. We yeah. Right. Talk about how I ruined your life. I hope you're doing well in prison. 
<laughs> He's a photographer or some shit. A prison photographer? Oh, boy. All right. The second win that Jolene and her food Nazi companions achieved is in how Lunchables advertises itself. Cueing the Darth Vader music and in enters the Children's Food and Beverage Advertising Initiative, a self-regulated group for companies to set up their own rules about how they market to kids. Craft oh, agreed. The NCAA. Of food, yes. Yeah, there it is. Kraft agreed that they would only advertise their Lunchables that met a certain set of nutritional guidelines. This meant that in April 2013, Kraft had 42 Lunchables varieties, but only five of them met the minimum nutritional standards for fat, calories, and sodium to be able to be advertised. How do you feel about yourself, Joe? Hmm? Uh, fantastic. No. From a business standpoint, I can get around that. As for dessert, some packages contain Jello gelatin, which is owned by Kraft Heinz, or pudding and a candy alternative, such as Butterfingers or Reese's Cups. Is that the one you're trying to think of? Maybe. I don't think so, though. Good addition. <laughs> so far, we've been a little hard on Joe and her uh, anti-capitalism terrorism group. Uh, so let's turn our attention to David, because Great. this seems to speak to David's childhood pretty accurately. Oh, According great. to an article by journalist Becky Plotner, she cites from what I can only assume was a clear front runner for teacher most likely to have a bag of poop set on fire on her doorstep. He called the shit poop! This teacher boldly claimed that quote-unquote Lunchables kids kind of shit is that? Labeling kids as Lunchable kids. But she quoted that Lunchables kids experience a lot of negative effects after consuming them, <laughs> saying their behavior is pop... Their behavior is problematic in the classroom. That's, That's one out of one. I That's was far yeah, problematic right. prior to eating Lunchables. <laughs> so um. one out of one. They were disruptive, two out of two, and exhausting. The teacher also added, more of my Lunchable kids create behavioral problems than my other kids. They take shortcuts. Mm, yep. Does that seem like you? Yep. Just say yes. I mean. They have poor attitudes. Does that seem like you? I don't have a poor attitude. I feel like my attitude is very rich. <laughs> this one's not you. And they seem to struggle socially. So at least you can say no, that. That's, that's, you're I you're mean, a social butterfly. Well, no. He tried to be social. Kids He's, just hated him. <laughs> it's no, Jesus Christ, no. I actually was not the most social. I don't think there's anything scientifically within Lunchables that causes that. That's just the same thing that we talked about with the comics. You know, oh, reading comics makes kids juvenile. Technically... She believes that the lack of nutrition makes it difficult. So, Joe, speak to nutrition and how kids are able to function. Uh, The juvenile kids, though. Well, I haven't looked in these Lunchable specifics. But, yeah, if you have anything with higher sugars, they're going to fucking peak up for a little bit and then crash and be annoying as shit. And I still don't think they're that uh, balanced, I guess, because you're right. They have no vegetables, and minus your Capri Sun, their fruit intake is very low. Sorry, Joe. What do you think this is? Tomatoes. Tomato juice (laughs) or sauce. Um, Sure, but that's only one of them. The rest of them don't have anything. Have you ever had school lunch? Have you? Not often, but yes. It's not that much of a step up from lunch. I didn't have that either. That's what I'm trying to say is the people that packed their lunch or their parents packed their lunch. Sorry, your parents loved you. Uh, Yeah, I know. We talk about this on every podcast (laughs) also. How about uh, more realistic? You just released... A classroom full of kids for 30 to 45 minutes to be around their friends yelling, doing whatever they want to do, and now you have to come back and sit in a classroom. Oh, they're not going to be disruptive? But it must be because of the Lunchables. It's just kids being kids, man. No, after they eat, they're always more hyper. Lizzie's always more hyper after she eats. I know. That's what okay, I mean. Everyone. good stuff. What was the excuse she before- She doesn't just eat Lunchables. What was the excuse before 1990? Why kids were disruptive in the classroom? Since you didn't have Lunchables to blame it on, rap. what was the reason? Rap and hip hop. There was ADHD. Yeah, ADHD, no. rap, hip hop. What I'm saying is, obviously, this is something that none of us can answer 100 percent accurately. But these ratios, these 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 things, have always been there. Some teachers even banned Lunchables from their classrooms, going as far as to sending notes home with kids explaining to parents why the lunch choice isn't allowed. Can you imagine that shit That's today? That's rough. Well, I mean, there's schools that send home notes all the time today, so now it's more common. Is um, it really? Hell yeah. Like, you can't have peanuts in any school in this country, pretty okay, much. That, that one makes sense. No, it doesn't. If you Peanut allergy is like one of the most common allergies around. So no one's allowed to have it? Thank you. And I'm the Nazi? 
that's fucked up. I think it's fucked up. I understand it and I get it, but it's still like one of those fucked up things that's like, really? You're going to ban this? I don't understand why you would ban Lunchables, but shh, like, Listen, there's a lot of that. You will never fucking be able to tell me what I'm going to feed my kid for lunch. Exactly. That's Sorry. what I'm talking about. If I got that note home, yeah. holy shit. Okay. I'm driving you to school tomorrow. Yeah, because I guess, this note, I guess you who? just qualify for free lunch in school. That's yeah. the only way you can tell me what the hell Ooh, I can get for lunch. I'll take that trade off. Of course. Anyone listening, maybe you should do that. Oh, right I'm still going to bitch out the teacher, but. Well, I'll let Lizzie saying, do it. Like... Lizzie. <laughs> Lizzie's very strong. <laughs> You'd bitch out a teacher, right? I used to love doing it in high school. <laughs> True. <laughs> God. Um. Yes, yeah. Joe. I was very nice to my teachers. Nothing. I was going to say, I could see it happening because, like I said, it still happens today. That's fucked up, though. I wouldn't understand why we're banning Lunchables. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty fucked up. <clears throat> I wonder oh, what this kids was are probably eating in the 90s. during the quarantine. Are they still eating Lunchables? Um, Lazy-ass parents. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. I, yeah. I saw a report on what was like getting sold out most. There was a lot awesome. of products that were like suffering at first, like soups and different things. We're getting sold out. Are, are like being bought up a bunch because people are staying home. And it was a bunch of things like that. Like oatmeals and such. Yeah, oatmeal. I did read that. I don't know why. I didn't think kids still eat oatmeal. We just bought some oatmeal. I'm going to make this shit out of some oatmeal later. Okay. <laughs> oatmeal and cream. Um, all right. Chapter four. What's our old friend Lunchables up to now? In addition to breaking the internet with Kylie Jenner and going on tour with Kendrick Lamar and Kanye West, Lunchables appears to be thriving with their OG supporters. As it turns out, our friend Greg Guidotti, Guidotti stated in an interview in 2018 that historically, somewhere between a quarter and a third of all Lunchables purchased have been consumed by adults. <laughs> That's awesome. What? You know who that is? It's us, baby. Us. 90s kids. We see you, 90s kids. <laughs> I guess so. I'll yeah, a quarter and shit. a third. That's gross. Consumed by adults. Well, probably crackheads, too. <laughs> Meth heads. I mean, probably the poor. Uh, I guess. Oh, so Kylie Jenner. Do you know that thing? No. She, I don't know. She was doing some stupid online thing where people care about what she says. And was talking about, do you heat up your pizza's lunchable or your pizza lunchables? Or do you eat them cold? And supposedly it blew up the internet somehow. I think people were just watching her. And then Kendrick Lamar Has went on tour. Has she come out with a sex tape yet? David, topic. I don't on remember topic. which one Kylie is. On topic. Is what she is the billionaire? One? Yeah. She's oh, the re- most youngest billionaire? Uh, <laughs> no, but if there is, please write in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Joe could finish her seizure over here. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Kendrick Lamar went on tour with Kanye West in Europe, and it was a big thing that in an interview he said he ate so many Lunchables that he couldn't look at another Lunchable for like a year. And everybody flipped out like... Dude, you were in Europe. Like you were traveling in Paris and Italy and different things, and you were eating Lunchables the entire time. That's how dumb these fucking American people are. (laughs) Ouch, man. It's dumb. Hey, man, it's systemic racism. It's all they can afford back in the day. You get used to it. I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure. Because as soon as they signed that first record deal. Chapter five. (laughs) As for Dr. Rhody Hawkins, I want to end this on like a lighter hearted note than fucking Kylie Jenner. Uh, A year and a half after the concept of Lunchables was engineered by Hawkins, he left Oscar Mayer and began working for Goodmark Foods. He was interested in shelf-stable meat. While working at Goodmark Foods, he did tasks such as extending the shelf life of Slim Jims, which is why you can buy a Slim Jim, fall into a 20-year coma, wake up, eat the Slim Jim, and it'll taste pretty damn much like a Slim Jim now. Right, where you can't do that for really any other meats. Mm -hmm. Uh, This type of work led the U.S. military to ask Mm -hmm. Hawkins to expand its technology and develop long-time shelf meat in 1993. Since this alignment was made, Hawkins has continued to work for the military. He has been a part of developing meat-filled sandwiches and pies that can last up to three years. The supplies are sent to countries such as Britain, Scandinavia, Turkey, Italy, and France. So uh, a good a good ending to our story. The man who brought us Lunchables, whether they're good or bad, uh, also paved the way for more nutritional Lunchables varieties and, and copying brands. And this guy went on to do some stuff for the military, which is pretty cool. You know, all the big name people that started food movements went on to work for the military. 
Because yeah. we were watching the whole The Food That Made Us documentaries. And the guy, the Mars guy. Yeah. He, one of the first candies sent overseas was M&M's. Yeah. Because they didn't melt. That's, that's why M&M's are the way they mm-hmm. do. <laughs> so that's cool. Because I think that's, that is important. Like anyone who had a big food movement, that's who you take care of is your soldiers. Yeah. And this one makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, the chocolate makes sense too. Dad would talk about mm-hmm. that sometimes. about Because you need you a little know, sugar you rush. You always have your chocolate. Yeah. Like it's part of your, I don't know what they call it, your standard pack. Yeah, it was. It has to be in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So good stuff. Cool. That, uh, that'll that do it for this week's episode on Lunchabobbles. 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 Lunchabobbles in glass? Lizzie? No? Nope. Carry on. Uh, that's it. All right. Uh, fondest Memories is already done, so we can skip that bad motherfucker. You want to head on over to 90s trivia, or do you have anything to add? I don't really have anything to add right now, unless we want to very quickly. I found a list of 25 nostalgic foods, um, and we are going to have another, at we'll, least we'll one food episodes, episode. <laughs> I know, yeah. I was going to say, I think there's two. Don't bury the But lead. there's something that I wanted to ask you, because I've never heard of this in my life. Say the name. Um, dinosaur egg oatmeal. Yes. yes. Really? Yeah. I've never had it, but I've seen it. That is the weirdest shit I've ever heard. I don't know what the dinosaur eggs are. I don't know right? either, but it's stupid. That's weird. Right anyway, there. I was like, okay, that's weird. The rest of them are pretty yeah. normal. I won't say the rest because I'm. there's a lot of them for my topic. Dunkaroos on there? Yes. Hell yeah, Dunkaroos. <laughs> We're going to get fucking blasted and eat some Dunkaroos. Fun dude. Mm-hmm. Big hey, hey, what did I just say? Yeah, don't what talk about right. the rest of them are in guessing. mine. All right, name as many as you can. Ready, set, go. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, 90s trivia. 90s trivia. I can't wait to get through this box of 90s trivia so that we Don't. can start using the other box yeah, that has the get... better question. Uh, are you sure you're keeping the questions separated? Over here. Oh, good. All right. On Seinfeld, what game does George play with the bubble boy? Is it Risk, Clue, or Trivial Pursuit. David, I'm going to let you go first here. <laughs> trivial Pursuit. Thomas? I'm going to say Risk. It's Trivial Pursuit. Fuck. Did you actually know that? No. Good. <laughs> Who is the green palette colored ninja in Mortal Kombat? Reptile. Jade. Reptile, but... Wait, what? Yeah, but Jade is green oh, wait, too. Wait, which one is Jade? She's green, but which is oh no, Melina's the one that has the big yeah, mouth. That's what I'm thinking. Say. Reptile, yeah, okay, reptile. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. Good answer. Um, Cher had which of these hit singles in 1999? Was it "Time, Love, and Tenderness," "Lay Down," which is also "Candles in the Rain," or "Believe"? Lizzie. Do you believe? Yep. It is after love, after love, after love, after love. Oh, Oh, there's another shout out one. Um, Which show on MTV started taking live song requests in 1997? Thank you, David. (laughs) Thomas didn't even hear him. I was thinking. TRL literally stands for Total, Total Request, Request Live. Uh, clearly, it was TRL <laughs> with my boy Carson Daly. Oh, right? God. Yes. Yeah. Dope. And Fred Durst. Here, Margie. Margie over. Little bitch. Oh, God. Um, we'll do a few more. Who was Michael Jackson's date for the 1990 Grammy Awards? 1990? Yeah. I'll give you your choices. I think once you hear the choices, it's pretty obvious. Wait, Elizabeth oh. Taylor? Elizabeth no. Olsen? <laughs> Macaulay Colgan. <laughs> That's a real thing. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What, what are um, the choices? Brooke Shields, Lisa Marie Presley, or Madonna? <sighs> I got Lisa it. Marie Presley. I'm going to say the same. It's Madonna. Fox. Yeah. I hate Madonna. We all fell for the potential <laughs> marriage trap. We did. <laughs> Here's another Madonna thing. Um, Madonna. Who co-wrote? Madonna. Who Madonna. Co- <laughs> <laughs> no, she's the th- question for this one. She is not the answer, Thomas. Who co-wrote the song Justify My Love with Madonna? Was it? Oh, sure. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz, 
Shep Pettibone or Mike Jagger. Mick Jagger, sorry. Mick know. Jagger. <laughs> no idea. It's Lenny Kravitz. Fuck you, Lenny Kravitz. That, but I didn't know if... I don't know who Shep Pettibone is. <laughs> oh, you're trying to say Shep Wordy. Which product is endorsed by George Foreman? The grill. The Foreman grill. Yeah. <laughs> what does it say? The cooking grill. The, the choices were surfboards, Crocs, or the cooking grill. <laughs> All right, last one. I, this isn't the best one to end on, but oh well. Who did Bill Clinton defeat in the 1996 oh, election? He, <laughs> he, he, Hillary. he defeated her. Easy. Uh, defeat? Bush. In the what? In the 96 election. 96. This was um, his second term. Bob Dole, Al Gore, or George Bush? Bob Dole. Uh, yeah, I thought it was Bush. Bob Dole. Bobby Dole. Yeah, Thomas got one right. Hell yeah. Do you even know who that is? I've heard the name before. <laughs> and I matters. assumed it was that. And and uh, what's his name? Was a two-term president, Bush, wasn't he? Yeah. Bush, yeah. So I don't think... I don't know what that has to do with anything, but... <laughs> does now. Uh, yeah, and yeah, definitely yeah. wasn't Al Gore. <laughs> Poor Al Gore. We were all on Al Gore's side, man. Man, bear pig. And that's it for uh, We Love the 90s Trivia. Super dope 90s Trivia. Who won? Nobody. Sure. Right? <laughs> what did you say? Didn't you say the listener always wins? Because they got to listen to it? Or did the listener always lose because they had to listen to it? Is that what I said? No, you said it sounds something. sounds like something I would say. All right. Uh, well, now it's time for the Amanda Valone listener shout-out section. Presented by Amanda Valone, where we'll also probably be shouting out Amanda Valone, right? Uh, Joe, you want to shout out Amanda Valone? Do you want to shout at Amanda Valone? <laughs> Mandy! <laughs> Mandy, thank you! Is that, is that what you mean? Yeah. Shout out Amanda Valone. Uh, thank you to our uh, listeners, first and foremost, I guess. Um, all three of you. All, actually, this one we have a lot. We have 630 all-time plays now. Really? Over six episodes, uh, which isn't great, but... <laughs> Pretty good. It's much better than the other podcast. (laughs) The other podcast, we haven't even broke like 60 in six episodes. Um, uh, So shout out to our listeners. Thank you for listening. Um, Shout out to our Patreon, patrons, 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 our patrons who have signed up. uh, One of them being the namesake of this segment, Amanda Valone. Look for, what should they look for? For outrageous adventures. Is it Adventures? Um, yeah. Our, our Patreon, Amanda Valone, is also our sister, and by our, I mean mine and Joe's, uh, and she has an art studio, children's art studio? Everybody uh, art Mostly studio? children, but no, we cater to everybody now. Cater to everybody. So I know we have a few Minnesota listeners or people somewhere around Minnesota, so whenever you can get back out of your house, go to Outrageous Adventure, which is where? In Minnesota. In, in Minnesota. The neighborhood of Kenwood in Minneapolis, Minnesota. But until then, you can find out everything you need to know at outrageousadventures.com. And we are actually currently doing a few different things to help people with this whole COVID-19 pandemic, like selling art boxes for your kids to do at home during their art time. Or you could also donate because we are partnered with a senior living facility in Minneapolis, and um, we're trying to... get in contact with a few uh, foster homes so that we can drop off donation boxes for those places because they also can't leave now. So they have all the seniors and foster kids kind of stuck at home. Represent. Yep. Joe actually designed the Outrageous Adventure webpage, didn't you? Yes, I did. And I still manage our website. So all that (laughs) annoying clicking that you hear on our previous episodes, that was Joe creating the fucking website. Yeah. Uh, so Outrageous Adventure, um, uh, another patron that I think we have now that I haven't looked at, but I think Joe can confirm, is uh, Liz Padro of Anderson, South Carolina, who is Joe's and mine's mother. To support Liz Padro, you can go to tequila.com. <laughs> <laughs> and send her a bottle. Margaritaville. Right, send her some Margaritaville stuff. Send her a tequila bottle. Support a Red Hat Society near you. <laughs> They're not a cult. They just drink. Very famously, Liz is married to the Rudy. True. So Rudy, I guess, is also a supporter. Yeah. And how do we support him? Support him by eating something new every day. Yeah. And then talking about it for three months. 
Or just trying hot sauce you can't handle choking and then saying it was the best thing and then make fun of somebody else for not being there. <laughs> uh, do all those things. Force people to eat. Um, don't sit down. <laughs> what else does he do, Lizzie? Or criticize people when they mix all their shit together and make a scramble. <laughs> oh, the chili Nazi. Um <laughs> All right, so uh, thank you to those who are supporting us financially and via your ears. To continue to support and get more content from us, you can also become a patron of the show on patreon.com. For as little as $1 a month, you can get access to uncut episodes, unique merchandise uh, such as our pogs that we'll eventually make, um, also our stickers that we've made. Uh, You can get access to listener polls, or you can recommend one of our next topics by entering what you want to hear about in your 90s hat. You aren't locked into any set number of months. You can go on, donate, choose your topic you want to hear about, and then cancel your patronage and never, ever, 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 ever come back again, ever. Uh, to do so, you can go to patreon.com slash we the 90s. I think um, producer Joe doesn't appreciate when I say that. No, I don't. Oh, okay. You can also support us. Please, look, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, get your fucking ass over to Apple Podcasts and just click a star. The first star you see, just click it. We just need more numbers up there. Joe probably also doesn't support that. We prefer five-star reviews. Um, uh, yeah, so go ahead and, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you listen to us there. I don't know what you can do. iHeartRadio is our biggest market. I don't know how you rate people on iHeartRadio, yeah, though. I don't know. If you listen to us on iHeartRadio and you have an iPhone... You don't have to listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Just go and review us. Dope. I'm next. Hey, can you shut the fuck up? We're not there yet. (laughs) On social media, you can find us on Instagram, we underscore the 90s, Twitter, we underscore 90s, Facebook, we comma the 90s, and you can also email us, we the 90s.podcast at gmail.com. And now Joe has something to say. I'm next. Yay. Joe's next. What's your topic about? I can't tell you. Give us a clue. Well, you've already picked it? No. But I might just pick the one I want. <laughs> yeah, let's all pick our next one right here. Okay. Let's make it exciting. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of We the 90s. We hope you enjoyed. And uh, don't or go eat some Lunchables. Thanks again for listening. And we'll be back with our next episode on. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> next week. We'll be back next week sometime. No, wait. Or in two weeks. I don't know. Who knows? We'll be back when we're back. Very much. Probably next week, if not, definitely the week after. Dope. Peace out.